Okay. Hola, babies. How are you, lovers of life? Hi. So we're back. We're back. We're back. We're definitely back with a different episode this time. So the last episode that I did for y'all, it was kind of, you know, weird because of the whole voice being hoarse and everything. But today we're talking about childhood trauma and I am blessed enough to be joined by my niece, hopefully. I'm joking. The mother. <laughs> yes. Uh, so um, today, uh, Sylvia is joining us. She'll be helping me dig into all of these things and then my baby girl Melo will be joining us a little later hopefully so yeah I hope you guys are ready because I know I'm not but we're doing this anyway so yeah Sylvia yes hi hi how are you I'm good. It's you guys just really hard. You see, this is this is my niece. Oh, oh, this one. <laughs> I didn't even catch the drip until you said it. Now, oh my god. Okay, sorry. Anyways, oh uh, yeah, this is this is our beautiful baby mama. Hi guys. Beautiful, beautiful baby mama. So yeah, um. Can't do this with me. Oh my god. Let's dig into this. Let's 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 do this. So yeah, we're talking about childhood trauma. Obviously, mm-hmm. I told you. Tell me, tell me, um, how did you know that you were dealing with childhood trauma? Like, what clicked uh, to say, like, okay, cool, everything that's going wrong in my life right now, it's because of, 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 of this. Well, okay, so, let me say I only realized that when I was a bit older, mm-hmm. when most of these things were happening mm-hmm. it wasn't a thing where i was like oh this is this is trauma yeah you know it was more of a either don't do it you'll get beaten a b c and d mm-hmm. so you mm-hmm. know it was more fear instead of realizing it was trauma but yeah. i realized it more when i was like around 14 mm-hmm. 13 um it had to do a lot with like school being bullied at school uh, and it was about things I couldn't control. So then I later on realized I was like, these people are talking about things mm-hmm. that kind of have nothing to do with them, um, but they're still talking about it. Yeah, yeah. And one of them were the fact that uh, I was raised by my dad, and my dad was in his fifties. And he wasn't as young as everybody else and it's a deeper story when you get into it but let me let me just say my uncle and it ended up being a situation because i was abandoned by my mom at three months um and i was handed over to my uncle Mm -hmm. so later on finding out that i had abandonment issues was a little hard for me to grasp around because i would stick with very toxic friendships I would not want to let go of people because of my fear of being abandoned, of being alone, not having anybody to talk to or to just, you know, be around. So I would rather stick in a toxic situation Mm -hmm. instead of be like, oh, I'm having a problem right now with you. This this is toxic. Yeah. Yeah. 
So I think around 13, 14, when I was really getting into the depressed mode stage of my life. It sounds familiar though. Yeah. <laughs> it really sounds familiar. Okay, with me, it was more of a... Um, so my dad... Okay, well, the man that I thought was my dad at the time has... Um, I only met my real dad like 16. Mm -hmm. So the man that I thought was my dad at the time, he used to, um, he would cut my hair. Mm -hmm. No, because I, I had like really long hair and my hair grew like really fast. So he would cut my hair talking about, um, you know, he doesn't want boys looking at me. And I'm in primary school. Like, what do I know about boys? The best that I knew at that time was fighting because I, I fought a lot. Like, honestly, I. That's <laughs> just that it was fighting. Yeah. So. I didn't know, like, what do you mean you don't want boys looking at me? You don't yeah. want... And with all of that came the whole me acting like a boy thing because I I really honestly felt like the only reason this guy was cutting my hair is because he probably wanted a son, you know? So I was like, you know what? I might as well just give you that. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, like, that's where the fights came in and then the sports and that I was immediately hooked to sports, like from primary school so that's where it all came in and so it was a situation of of pleasing yeah your parent so you changed your whole personality pretty much to fit okay yeah yeah and then like i i came to high school um you know when you're growing up and you're, you you start to notice things I fucking hate high school high school fucks you up so bad yeah <laughs> but okay so before that um they got a divorce right so i went to Okanja for like two years I went to Okanja for two years. I, I lived with my grandmother. I love her. Oh, love them, actually. Like, my grandmother and my grandfather. So, um, I lived with them for two years. Mm -hmm. And then I came back. So, that was like, you know, my mom got back on her feet after the whole divorce thing. And But he's still in my life, you know, to this day. Yeah. Thank God for him, honestly. Like, he's the one steady... And my grandfather. Like, steady father figures that I have. So, um, high school... I started to hear things because now we moved into you know the street and my real father's mom used to live in that street or mm -hmm. does live in that street till now so i would like see these people like really light-skinned people that happen to look like me and i'm just like what the hell and um i started hearing things like oh um so when my father would come visit it's like you're raising a child that's not yours and everything and i'm like the only child there so i'm like what are we talking about? It must not be me. Right? <laughs> and, you know, it was hard. It was really hard because once I dug into it enough for my mother to tell me the truth, uh, I wanted to meet him. I yeah. really did. Like, everything in me was like, where were you all these years? Like, how could you not look for me? You knew that, like, I'm there. Because if, if your people have, you know, have balls enough to tell my father that oh you're raising a child that's not yours so you knew you've been knowing that you have a kid so mm -hmm. what the fuck yeah and and i met him and i guess his wife had a problem with him yeah no that sounds familiar. yeah so um with all of that um he kind of disappeared again so that crushed me honestly it crushed me and i was grade 10 at the time i actually failed grade 10 that year that first year it it really really crushed me because i was like you're here and like you just bounce you just disappear mm -hmm. just like that you know it was hard it was it was so fucking hard and 
that just created abandonment issues now you know it was it was yo i feel like so people hard. don't really talk about when you get to a stage where you find out this person that's been now raising you yeah. or has been your role model for so long is not really the person you thought they were yeah and because it's not just you know it's hard for them as much as it's hard for mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. processing it processing the fact that my biological parent did not want me at this certain age i'm sure it was even way before you could remember that this is this is my dad this is not my dad yeah so for me it was like i was only 3 months how do you carry somebody for 9 months Two months, three months in, you're like, ah, yeah, uh, I'm good. I, I don't. But like, what? <laughs> I don't feel this. So, okay, with, with, let me give you a little, like, rundown mm-hmm. to make it a bit more. Because now I understand a little bit more where my, my biological mom mm-hmm. was sitting at because my biological dad is abusive and he's an alcoholic. And he being abusing her for years and i have an older brother before me he is disabled mm-hmm. he's blind the only thing he can do is see i hear sorry mm-hmm. and he can't walk he can't he's he doesn't go to school he just stays he's just like a, he's like a vegetable I yeah that from my, my um and at first they were uh she, for me i was like okay so you kept my brother before me you didn't keep me so what was wrong with me mm-hmm. yeah yeah obviously when in a baby's lifespan do you decide that I don't want this kid anymore or how bad was it that you had to give me up mm-hmm. and stay out of my life literally all my life and then you have kids after me that you keep that you keep so what was it about me yeah. that made you tick or not want me? Your first girl. Yeah. Isn't it usually a joy for the mother to, you know, have a girl be appreciated? Yeah. And now yeah. I'm like... Yeah. It's really... It's a lot to process. It, is. it honestly is. And especially for you in your story where you said he went again yeah for me i never thought of connecting with my parents and but until i was forced to you know and be like this is your my biological mom you have to meet her I'm like no i don't i mean she didn't want me i don't have to meet her so for me i didn't want to meet her i was so mad for so many years I was like, I don't want, you didn't want me, so let me return the favor and stay away from you. But for somebody who reaches out and they leave you as a parent, I would definitely, I would also break down. <laughs> like, if I felt yeah. like I really wanted to meet my mom and then she's just like, she pops in everything is good everything's great then yeah. one day they just 
that's you know that's that's my problem you know it's it's like as much as i try to fight it i'm always like you know part of me always wants to be this bad person like you know what fuck you but sorry mm-hmm. <laughs> but i am like i i honestly used to think it's it's a, it's a weakness but i've been blessed with such a big heart honestly like honest to god i have such a big heart I, it's so hard for me to not love someone that comes into my life and like stays for a while or you know someone that's meant to be there yeah and that's why it takes a while for me to you know be over the fact that someone did something to me or like i most of the time um i put out what i want back mm-hmm. and that's never the case honestly like i i never really receive all of that so um it's it, it's really hard going through life wearing <laughs> as my friends would call it love goggles you know it's not just relationship wise it's just me myself it could yeah. be friendship it could be family it could be oh my god it's just it's it's really hard because everywhere i go like i'm i'm just this smiling person i'm just this happy person because i want you to be this happy person you know that is why i'm putting that out there mm-hmm. And for people to come in like all sour and shit, you know that that, that is foreign for me because I feed off of energy. Mm. And if you come in and I'm all happy and everything, but you are, oh, it's gonna dampen my mood immediately. And I think that's what causes my my social anxiety and everything. That is why I always, if I go out, I'll be like, yo, okay, no, um, I want to go home now because it could have been someone's energy, like it could have just something like that. It could have just just like that, and then I'm done. Like, I want to go. But I could also just go out and have the most fun. And people are like, um, this is not the Toya that wanted to go home yesterday. Yeah. You know? But it's, that is why I try to surround myself with with happy-go-lucky people, should I say. Honestly, like, I need that energy around me all of the time. Because I cannot deal with something that brings me down. Mm-hmm. Because I know that once I'm there... I, it takes a while to leave. Honestly, it takes forever. Because you, you, you and I could have an argument and you're gone. You're like, you know what? I had a fight with Toya yesterday. But you don't even know that Toya is still crying about it mm. today. That's me. Yeah. So that, that is why I, it, it hurt so much when he left. Because I was like, dude, I, I really, you know, I want to have this with you. Because like you haven't been there. I've been mm. so busy focusing, you know, all my love and attention on this one person not really knowing about you and now that i know about you and you're here you you up and leave why because your wife said so you know to me it was like what do you mean okay granted uh today me and his wife have a beautiful relationship but i think it's because i'm older now yeah you know um everything is definitely different when yeah you're a kid yeah so so uh, when i when i went to his place i met my sisters okay so we're eight we're like two little boys (laughs) we have like two little boys and the rest of us like just a bunch of females plus i have a stepsister oh my god god bless her honestly like that girl but it's just it's just so hard you know growing up finally meeting this one person that because my my dad look at the man that raised me Mm -hmm. is dark he's hella dark and then my mom is dark too. So people would be like, it's not making sense, right? And I wouldn't, like, until I met this 
like my father mm. and then so I was like oh okay cool so this is some of it has to balance this makes, okay, sense, makes sense right <sighs> he shouldn't have left man hmm. but I feel like are you guys still are you guys do you guys communicate now are you good like what's your relationship status with your dad now because you said you're with your stepmom it's like great now so yeah with with my stepmom it's great but um my stepmom has made it a point to always tell us that uh, my father doesn't know how to show emotion. She's, she's made it a point to let us know that he does not know how to tell you he loves you. You know, because I've, I've also noticed that when I text him, like, yo, I love you, he'll be like, okay. And I'll be like, no, say it back. Cause the fuck? You know? And that's only when he'll be like, oh, okay, cool, I love you too. <laughs> but now that I text, because I always text him like at least once a month or like, once a week yeah whenever i get the chance because i know that he's not gonna pick up the phone and text me first you know and it's a constant battle with my sisters because my sisters are always like if he doesn't want us we're not gonna do that you know because they're very hard-headed they are they are like him honestly as as much as they would they're probably gonna kill me when they hear this (laughs) but as much as they would want to deny it they are very much like him you know they don't show emotion they don't they don't know how to express it especially um our youngest girl that one is the queen of fuck it you know it's like are you good I'm like yeah i'll be okay and that's it that's the best that you can ever get from her so he's around you know i can go see him whenever i want to or whenever i choose to we do talk i do have his number but there is no way that he's gonna come to me first you know and my dad He's he's um, I gotta. So the man that raised me, he's always the one that's always like, "Did you check up on your dad? Yeah. How is your relationship with your dad? Like, how's your dad doing? You know, all of this." And I thank God for him for that, because without that, I would have been like, "I I really don't want to force a relationship, so let me not." It would have been that, mm-hmm. but like with him, it's always like, "No, check on your dad. See how your dad is doing." We're getting older. You don't know what they're de- like, what he's dealing with health-wise and all of this. So keep checking on your dad. And yeah, so I do. And we're okay. We're not as close as I would want us to be, <laughs> honestly. Um, but I am with my siblings. Yeah. So that that is enough for me. And honestly, I, I, I'll keep saying this. I thank God for my stepsister. Like, She's the one person that when I'm dealing with an episode, like a depressive episode, she's always like, yo, what do you need? Mm-hmm. You know, like, do you want me to hold your hand? Do you just want me to sit next to you? Do you want me to call you every other hour? Like, what do you need? And yeah. to this day, like, I'm, I'm just, I'm so thankful for her. Because we, we talk about shit that, like, I don't even talk about with my sisters. Mm-hmm. And it's weird because <laughs> growing up, I was like, you're the girl that took, like, that had all the love, you know? Yeah. You're the girl that got it all, like, the steady family and the everything. And I wanted that so bad after their divorce. That is why it hurt so much because once my dad found out that he was not my dad, he was crushed too. Yeah. He needed time to himself. And with that being gone, I thought I could feel it with my real dad. Mm. And then he just, you know? Yeah. So all of that was just crumbling and... Yeah. Do you feel... 
that it's affected your relationships. Yes, in definitely. Any way. Yeah. Definitely. Cuz like I said, I I I I love hard like way too much. So I can't relate. Yeah. So I go into that, you know, like yeah. Right there. But then I tend to I tend to go for guys that are detached. Guys that are not there emotionally. See who I'm describing? Yeah. Yeah. So so father like figures like daddy issues type situation. Definitely. I definitely have daddy issues. Mm-hmm. But the kicker is, here's the kicker. I have mommy issues too. Okay, I have mommy issues. I don't have daddy issues. <laughs> Let me say that. My I'm I'm really grateful for my dad. He was a great dad. He mm-hmm. was um, so awesome. Um he was really quiet amongst like other people, you know. Mm-hmm. But like with me, we were very communicative. We talked about everything. Um, my dad was not the type to beat you if you did something wrong. Mm-hmm. He was more the type to, if you did something wrong, just tell me. And yeah. Talk about it. You know. That must have been nice. Yes, it was. <laughs> um, because it made me have like the tightest relationship with him, and. What had happened like um two years back mm-hmm. now we don't even talk anymore and he was my best friend like so much so that when i was a kid i'll get told stories by like my, my siblings and stuff that would be like you know you never used to eat unless our dad would like come from work lunchtime come feed you then go back to work that's how much i was a daddy's girl and i was the last born so I was like, no fucking way. I'm not going to do anything mm-hmm. that, you know, so much so to a point where at school, even if a teacher would shout on me mm-hmm. or beat me up, be like, oh, first of all, my father does not raise his voice at me. So don't do that. Yeah. Like, who do you think you are? Don't do that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I just I had the closest relationship with him. And now we don't talk. Because of um, my stepmom. Mm-hmm. And it's so sad because I'll have days where I just bawl my ass out all fucking day just thinking about my dad. Yeah. And because you miss that, you want that. It's the hardest thing yeah. for my boyfriend to see because he can't do anything about it. And I think of it now as of. You're letting this woman control, you know, our relationship, what we had. And it's it's so crazy to me because I will I'll literally be able to spot his car anywhere I go. I'll be like, oh, shit, that's my dad's car. But I can't even run up to him. I can't even go to him and be like, oh, hi, daddy, I missed you. Or, you know, I yeah. can't hug him. Even we're, we're this close. I'm this close to him and I can't. I can't do anything about it. Because it's not there anymore. Well, yes, and also because of the restrictions. So my stepmom, when she kind of like came into my life, it was a situation where she didn't want me there because of... Uh, I started smoking weed. <laughs> I started going through my rebellious phase. Um, and she hated that. And my dad actually found out way earlier that I, I was smoking and he was not very keen on it because he's still old Mm -hmm. and you know how old people react to 
drugs mm-hmm. you know yeah they don't even my, my aunt didn't even name it as marijuana or weed yeah. she said drugs you are smoking drugs i'm like in my I'm, house in my house i'm like okay first of all man hold on i smoke outside the house you know yeah. and i'm like she didn't like that mm-hmm. and also i was discovering who i was mm-hmm. i was being bullied at school wasn't talking about that with my dad it's something i for some reason i preferred not to open up yeah. and my me and my dad were very communicative yeah. so i started smoking because of bad influence one two was because i was getting bullied and when my dad did ask me why why are you smoking yeah and i told him i was being bullied he was like why didn't you tell me you know we could have found so many different ways we could have solved it and he felt like he failed me as a parent mm-hmm. and i was like this is not about, about you, you. That's, that's what I keep as saying. much as i want to you know as much as we talk about everything there's yeah. obviously going to be some things your kid just doesn't tell you it might be harder for them to communicate but at some point i feel like with the relationship we had i would have yeah but with my aunt with my with my stepmom sorry for her it was different for her it was i told you to stay away from this child and it was and it's true she did tell me to stay away from whoever introduced me she told me a cup like a lot yeah. stay away from this girl stay away from this girl funny thing is i couldn't one because she was a crush yeah two she lived two houses from us my house mm-hmm. house in the middle her house she was the only girl in the street the only girlfriend i could have mm-hmm. and we had a pretty strong relationship from like age five six she was their flower girl yeah um so i was like but we grew up together i can't just i can't you let like go of this person just cut you off i like can't that. just cut her off it's too much what yeah. do you mean this is my friend you know it's my chummy and funny enough now we're not friends because when we got caught it was a day where she told us no let's stay home at my house let's just smoke a j and relax and at the time her mom had passed away so she was going through a lot and me as a friend i felt like i was obligated to be there like to yeah be there like, like i would cut everybody else off you are calling me i will not answer i'm busy i'm with my friend i would lie to my dad about this person mm-hmm. cuz she would want to like go meet up with like boys or whatever but she can't go alone yeah obviously she's like let's go to the shop tell your dad we're going to the shop they'll obviously allow us to to go and so yeah we got caught smoking weed in my house in my room by my sister and she was like i'm calling your aunt called my aunt my aunt was like tell her to get the fuck out of my house and you yo ah uh, girl you know funny thing is ne while she while we're on the phone we're gak high and like <laughs> i'm like i'm really trying to listen to my, my aunt right now talk about no how are you smoking you're smoking my bangwas in my house you know i'm gonna come whoop your ass i'm like yo 
I'm scared. Like, I am terrified to the mm. core because I know this woman can whoop your ass. This woman will beat the fuck out of you for, like, the simplest shit. And, you know, it, t- it terrified me. Yeah. And what... And because me and my dad had had that discussion before, and I told him I'd stop, and I didn't stop, it crushed him. And she was telling me, no, he's even crying. A, B, C, and D, he doesn't even want to talk to you. And this was when they were, like, in the farm. Mm-hmm. So that's why we were smoking in the house, not really giving yeah, a shit. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, then, you know, they came. They... I'm not friends with that person anymore because they set us down. They were like, yeah. why are you guys smoking A, B, C, and D? And funny enough, she was like, no. So they introduced me to it. And um, she was always forcing us to smoke together. And you could imagine my shock. I was like, excuse you? Sorry. You are lying. I even thought my aunt mm-hmm. was lying. So much so I was like, no, I should never say that. Oh, sorry. That person would never say that about mm. me. There's no way that person would ever rat me out like that. That's how much mm-hmm. I was like, because my aunt didn't grow up with me. I, my stepmom didn't grow up with me. Yeah. She was in Sweden raising my other siblings. Um, so I only grew up with my dad. So if my dad was telling me, no, she this is what she said, I would most probably believe him. But because it was her and our relationship was fucked, because mm-hmm. all I remembered her doing was always beating me, because I was naughty as fuck, stealing shit, you know, from yeah, stores. And yeah. she was always the discipliner, let me say that. Yeah. If I did something wrong, Good come back. Ah, you do not want, you know, she'll yeah. always tell you to clean, you know, mm-hmm. she's just that strict, strict mom. Yeah. So when she told me, and I, for some reason, as a kid, I hated her. Mm-hmm. So, but I also didn't want to hate her because she was my mom. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> um no um yeah my sorry oh sorry so you know. <laughs> Um, yeah, my mom told me that, no, your friend said that you were the one who introduced them. I'm like, there's no way you are lying. And for some reason, I would, I wanted to please my stepmom mm-hmm. so bad because of the missing mother figure mm-hmm. in my life. Um, as much as he would beat me and, you know, do all these things, I always felt like, because I was not her biological child, this and this and this, A, B, C, and D. Yeah. She didn't like me, but I still wanted to please her. Because I was like, but this is my mom. Maybe this is just how mothers are. Maybe, you know. I don't know how this is supposed to work. She was not in my life in and out. All, like She was not in my life consistently. It was an in and out thing. So I was like, this is maybe this is how motherhood is. Yeah. You know, just harsh. To the point, you do this, I'm going to discipline you. You don't talk back. You're a kid. Listen to me. So when she was telling me that, no, my friend, my one friend, you know, because she was also only one of the female figures mm-hmm. in my life, which was so hard for me. 
to make him your friend let go and she was very toxic too because something i never realized in our friendship she was just like two a year two years older than mm-hmm. me and even as kids we would have toxic arguments uh to a point where it would be about the dumbest shit but thinking of it now i'm like that's not how you should treat a friend <laughs> you know we'd get in arguments and she'd be like because she was a bit more spoiled than mm-hmm. me and she would get anything she wanted and she'd get all these unlimited things and you know her parents also lived abroad so she would get sent the latest stuff yeah. and i always wanted to play with her things and you know so she would be like no give give my stuff back or as a kid she would beat me and for some reason i thought that was fine you know she would beat me because she was older yeah and my mom used to beat me so i was like maybe this is what older people do <laughs> this is fine you know this is this is not you know i probably did something wrong and something that something else that i realized is really fun now is that you know she would gift me we would have little picnics and you know when you're a child you know you have cookouts and you yeah. have picnics and all that and one time we got in an argument and she was like i want you to vomit my food out and so i was sticking my finger down my throat trying to vomit these things out and for some it's just like yeah when you vomit it out i want you to mold it back and put it back how it was that is that is and i was still friends with this person till till i was like what 16 from five six yeah from i was like five years old till i was 16. so i was like and those small stupid things were happening when we were like kids when we were like you know honestly yeah. you're older you're like how am i going to vomit yeah like how the how can and it's gonna come out <laughs> how you give it to me you know but as a kid i would do it i would gag myself yeah you know even if i'm crying balls out i would still do, do it. it and getting older i realized it was trauma from neglect of my mom of not having a female figure in my life even the toxic traits my stepmom had i still thought they were okay mm. because i did not have a loving mom figure so i only realized that that's not how mothers are later when i saw how my friends moms were because i had a white friend and you know how different white people are yeah you know her mom was so calm and nice and you know like, caring i'm like yo y'all got this on this side oh damn this is nice right it ain't got roaches or nothing <laughs> i was like yo what you know and i wanted that mm-hmm. and it got so bad to a point where oh, with my stepmom and me to a point where I wanted to kill myself. Yeah. Because it was during quarantine. Now we were stuck together. Every day. I had to see this woman every day. I was like, yo, Lord, give me strength. But for some reason, I still wanted to impress her. Like, she would bring up my biological parents, bring up how their lifestyle is, because they're both alcoholics. Mm-hmm. My dad abuses my mom. So she would should bring it up in even in the most unnecessary you drop a cup a cup 
and it's like yeah it's why you're like your mom i'm just like that's not necessary though and the parenting style is so different from my dad and my mom i was like mm-hmm. how are y'all even together y'all are so opposite yeah you are so caring and loving and you are like this but i still in my head i was still like you know what you know what this is your mom this is your mother yeah you can't you, you don't disrespect her you can't disrespect her i can't that's how i was raised to respect older people it's just a lot of things that that come with and you know at the time i was figuring out who i was during quarantine and all the shit starting nudism that was even a bigger problem for a humble mother you want to what no you're just you're a prostitute this is prostitution this is straight prostitute I'm like no this is not what this is this is not about you yeah. this is about me loving myself i was a late bloomer all my friends boobs are growing i'm just there flat chested i'm like yo what's happening guys i also want to know i'm not in the thing what's up you girl? know like like what's happening i was a nerd to the top you know i was i impressed like oh, man i was deputy head girl i was on top of my game mm-hmm. but when you enter puberty oh my god your friends are looking a bit different now yeah I'm not looking different. I still look like a 12-year-old boy. I'm like, what's going on? You know. So, later on discovering my sexuality, who I was, yeah. and she's so homophobic. <laughs> Yo. You know, and I'm bisexual. Yeah. So, also all these things, being a nudist, <laughs> being bisexual, smoking weed. This were like on her top chart of what you cannot be as a kid. You cannot and she she raised 10 children. Yeah. And so all my siblings they live in Sweden, they're lawyers, they're fucking doctors, they're all this and that. She's she was still very um abusive with them. Uh but they made it through. I couldn't. I, I fucking couldn't. Like some people are just a little tougher, I guess. Ah, and she would call it tough love. That's the thing. That's the fucked up part. I'm like honestly. this is not tough love. This is not love. Because when the time I tried killing myself uh late on in the year we, we had social workers come over and all that shebang and you know when they the social workers were there for her she was like no but i'm trying to raise you into the woman i want you to be the woman i know you can be to the wife i know you can be that is that is manipulation um, manipulation right there and she started crying oh my god i'm like i've only seen someone cry twice at her mom's funeral and here i'm like why this woman is crying right now and she's like no i'm just I don't know why you don't want to listen to me. You just Okay, she used to wake me up at 5 in the morning every day in quarantine. Apparently because I was lazy and spoiled by my dad. And I never did anything. So she would wake me up at 5 in the morning every day. Imagine this quarantine. Everybody's chilling, dude. Everybody's being lazy. Telling quarantine. I'm not. Um wake me up every day. 
I'd have to clean the whole house with a pretty big house. Have to clean the whole house alone. Alone. No no one else's help. Because she was like, you're old enough. Because she was like, when I was your age, I used to do everything by myself. She's the first out of 10 children. She's the first daughter out of 10 siblings. Mm -hmm. She had tough love for my, our grandma. So I, I get it. I get what she's like, but I can't necessarily do anything about it because that's how she is. And beating, apparently for her, is just how disciplining a child is. Like, that's what it's supposed to be. It's not about, it's not talking things out. It's not, why are you sad? Why are you doing this? It's, I'm a book your ass. You'll come right today, you know. And seeing her cry at this intervention or whatever in intervention of mine apparently for me not to kill myself i was like that's weird <laughs> you you've never shown me the side of you ever in your life that's suspicious until this is all oh, that's sus <laughs> no no i was i was completely utterly blown out of proportion she was like no i'm just and you know funny thing is even like when the people left and everything and we come and patch things up and i'm like come on, i'm not suicidal anymore and i just want to add this namibian care or anything that has to do with healthcare that is public is trash facts these women came to the house to come and make sure i didn't kill myself and solve the problem between my stepmom and me. Mm -hmm. But as soon as they left the house, everything just went back to how it was. Even worse. You had to kill yourself. You had to you you are ah, do it. Do it. I want to see you do it. I'm like, were you just not crying a few minutes ago? about how you don't want me to lose my life because you love me so much you just love me you just have tough love but not wait you know like all of this sounds so fucking familiar like I, i'm honestly getting so emotional right now like it just oh my god it, it sounds so familiar because growing up um my mother would always raise other people's children. And I would like... I think that's, that's where I got... I guess I took out the positivity out of it. You mm. know, loving people as much. Like, yeah. giving my yeah. all. Like, she would always raise other people's children. Or she would always, you know, take care of other people's children. You know, so... That is why to this day you would hear uh, like, oh, that's my cousin. Mm. You know, that's my cousin. And you always wonder like, what the fuck? Like, how many people are right? And it, it, it's just like, that's that's just how it was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's just how it was. But I have I have a younger brother. So honestly, my mom only has two kids, right? Me and my younger brother and. So my younger brother is the son of the man that raised me. Mm -hmm. So like we we are tight. Like that is that is my love, man. That mm -hmm. that so like oh my god. 
I, I would always wonder why there's there's a different child around you know there's always a new child around there's always someone fresh why is it always not just me you know like why am i never just alone yeah or why am i why is it just never my brother and i you know yeah. and it was so bad <laughs> so she has this tough love thing and she's trying to teach us to do something because like she's very business-minded honestly like that woman could sell you an ak-47 if she wanted to so she wanted me to have that trait mm-hmm. and granted i have that but mine is just a more softer approach to to hers yeah and when she's teaching me all of these things she would like she would come at me hard bro like she would come at me hard and you know, as a child, you're just like, okay, cool. Maybe this is how it should be. Mm-hmm. But growing up, I've expressed like multiple times. Like, I really don't like the way you talk to me. I don't like the way you, you try to teach me stuff. Yeah. You know, and she would call my aunt. And she'd be like, um, isn't this the way I used to teach you? Or isn't? And my aunt would always try to make excuses. Like, mm-hmm. no, she's just like that. She, that's how she teaches people. And I'm like, this is, when I grew up, I found my voice. Yeah. You know, so it's like, that is your mistake. If you didn't like that and you shut up and you listen to that, that is you. You took that. I can't have someone shouting at me. I'm going to cry. I'm soft as fuck. What the fuck do you expect? It's going to happen. I'm going to cry. So I would always be like, I don't want you to talk to me like that. I don't want you to teach me like that. Yeah. I'm softer. Approach me softer. And it, it got so bad to, to, to the point that I would um, talk to my aunt rather than talk to her mm-hmm. you know and she would always have this thing like your friends you you're just so you're way into your friends and like it's always friends and you know you're always running to your aunt and da 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 and da 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 and i was like what is this woman talking about yeah right i realized recently we had a very very um very bad argument recently uh and that's when she was like talking about all these people that you think love you are going to leave you when you fail. Yeah. She said when. My mother said when. See that part right there? Hurt so bad. Yeah. Cause she said when. Like she's rooting for you. Yeah. yeah. She didn't say. Or if. she's like, like already predicted you are yeah. going to. Yeah. That's that's the thing. She didn't say if. Mm-hmm. She didn't say, she said when, and and I I I got so crushed because in this text that I sent her, I expressed everything, you know, like because two years ago, before like my depression and everything, I told her, I I sent my my stepfather down, I sat her down, I was like, this is what I'm going through. I honestly would really like for you guys to take me to go see someone or something because I really want to deal with this. And I told them, like, I don't want to have my blood on your hands. I want to deal with this. I swear to God. All they said was, mm, we'll look into it. I remember this. They were like, they'll look into this. And I had to reach out to an old, my very, very first boyfriend. You know, there was like, at the time, the only person that I knew that was dealing with mental issues and like i couldn't come to to my friends and 
because I don't know what I'm dealing with, but yeah. I do know how I'm feeling. This guy is the one that sent me a number. He was like, call this number. Like, she she knows she knows what to do. She knows who to send you to, and and I did that. You know, mm-hmm. I did that, and I went to it was Lifeline Childline. Yeah, so I went there and they gave me a letter. They sent me to State Hospital Central. Yeah, so they sent me there and then I had to go see someone. Babe, the very first time I'm talking to this person after our session, medication. I'm like, what the fuck for? Honestly, what the fuck for? Never once. Has my mother asked me, how are your sessions going? How are you doing? I came home once and I was really, really drowsy. I was so messed up. I was dropping stuff and like everything. And I remember telling her that these, like this medication really makes me sleepy. Yeah. You know, like it makes me drowsy. So they I like don't. Like antidepressants? Yes. I didn't know if they They gave me, <laughs> they gave me hella strong antidepressants. I think. Mm-hmm. You know, and but mind you, already at that time, I'm like, I'm already smoking, cause mm. you know, as a kid, you're you're so I experimented with lean, you know, at first, and she found out, and it was a whole family meeting, family disappointment, and da 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 da, da all of that crap, you know, and after that, I I started, I got into weed, you know. Then they're just being like, hey. Then it was being like, yo. How, how, my child? How did you get here? Right? <laughs> like, you, no, no, no way. How? But I, ah, my, ah. Dude, so much so that, like, she, she took me to go see a therapist. The one time I needed a therapist, she did not. But you're taking me to go see a therapist because I'm drinking lean? Beat me. Tell me to stop. Something. You know, it doesn't need to be that big because obviously once I go to the therapist, my whole family is going to find out that I'm seeing a shrink. And uh, dude, I'm like, I like to call myself the rainbow sheep because obviously, you know, bisexual. But like, I am the family disappointment. I've been the family disappointment. I've made peace with this. But what I couldn't live with was disappointing her. Yeah. So much so that the word disappointment coming out of her mouth hurt. Mm-hmm. It hurt so much. Because she would honestly tell me that I'm disappointed. You know? And and I did. I voiced this. I was like, you telling me that you're disappointed hurts me. But at the end of the day, I'm growing up. Uh, I need... Stop recording. So, yeah. Um... <laughs> so, so... Oh, so the lean part, right? So she sent me to therapy for lean. And and that's what I was wondering, like... Because I really felt like something was really wrong with me. Because if you go to a point where you send me to therapy yeah. for lean... And it wasn't a hard thing to quit. It was just like... It was the hype at the time. Because like, everyone I'm hanging out with... Is doing it, you know. It's not even drugs like that, right? It's medicine. Then... <laughs> <laughs> By the way, that sound was our cameraman dropping his phone. Oh, wow. 
Anyways, um, so, um, oh, oh my god, it's gonna be so cool to see on camera because <laughs> I was moving around. So, um, so I met, I met, I met a boyfriend at the time, we're not gonna mention him, and <laughs> I met a boyfriend, and that's how that's how I met my crew today, you know. To him, so homeboy used to smoke much. <laughs> he honestly, no, he honestly taught me. Like he, he's like, cause you know I'd be with him and like, the honey after you know, like he's just gonna go behind, gonna smoke and da da da. And like one day he was like, "Babe, you wanna try?" I was, like, you know, and mm. I got into it. And yeah, I feel like when you get your first high and you actually enjoy it and you're like, yo. Yeah, and it wasn't that like it wasn't a dumb high. Like mm. it, it was a, it really mellowed me out, and uh, that's what I like about weed to this day. Like, even when I smoke to this day, it it mellows me out. I get so quiet. Like you even heard Mellow complaining about me being quiet. So that is why I smoke. You know, it's it's not it's not because oh like, I got pressured into it. I it's honestly did not get pressured into it. I said mm. yes, so I knew exactly what the fuck I was doing. But I like that it calms me down. And I did mention this person. Like, I did, I, when I went to see my mom recently, she asked me, like, do you still smoke? Because obviously she knew, right? Yeah. When I came out, there was like a whole family meeting type shit. And, and you know, first, because she was like, the weed and now you're bisexual. And like, what the fuck is your problem? And my aunt had to be the one to explain to her that, no like her sexuality has nothing to do with like it's hers it's her sexuality it's her choice like she wants that you know mm-hmm. so i had to sit my uncle down i had to sit my my aunt down mm-hmm. and i had to like i obviously had to sit my mom down because i felt like i needed someone to help me communicate what i was saying to her yeah. and you know it really felt like we were making progress it felt like we were going somewhere and after that, it was a matter of the people you love or the people you think love you are just not going to do you good. And da, da, da. Mm. and I'm like, you know, that was even the, the, the recent argument. She mentioned the same thing, like your friends and the people that you... And I'm like, the things that you're complaining about, the people that you're saying are not going to do all of this shit for me, are the ones that always pull up. They pull through. Like... You you have no right at this point in time, like in my life right now, you cannot judge my friends. As fucked up as they may look, I know that at first look, my friends just look like, yo. But also, them niggas like, yo, like, you know, right here. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 I called her toxic. I called her toxic and... She was like, yeah, you're even going to a point of calling me toxic. But honestly, I didn't really call her toxic. I said the conversation we were having was toxic because we were we were talking about something and we were talking about something and, and um she mentioned that <laughs> she sent me a book that said change your life. Change your change your thinking, change your life. And I was like, this is getting toxic. You know? And that's that's where the argument has been. Honestly, like to now today, we're not 
as cool as I would want us to be. But also, no man. Yeah. I'm okay. You know, I, I, cause I even told my grandmother, my grandmother was the one that was like, you know what, maybe just ignore her for a while. And, but I told my grandmother, like, I don't want to ignore her for a while. I just want to be done with this shit, you know? So I'm okay with her being that side. I'm okay with her needing something from me. Like, yo, go do this for me because you're in Vintu. But I don't want that anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't want that mother-daughter relationship because I know that I'm such a fucking pushover. Yeah. That I am going to end up forgetting what happened, what she did, mm-hmm. you know? And... We're just gonna get back into that cycle again, and I, I really don't want that. So, guys, this is like my longest episode. <laughs> but we yeah. should conclude. Yeah, yeah, we should. So, I really thought I was gonna cry because I thought I wasn't over it, but like now that I'm talking about it, I'm like. Psh. I always feel like it's always better to talk about it. Yeah. I only cry. Ah, no, I I cry out of there. I just start crying. Like, yeah. I would just wake up and I'd be like, Yo, his favorite color was blue. Start crying. Right? <laughs> so, it's never like, Yeah, I'm going to talk about it on key and start crying. Yeah, yeah. But, like, it, it'd be the most random times when you're washing dishes. Definitely. You're just there like, I, this don't feel right. And just see, feel a tear. You're like, I'm not crying. So... It's, it's, but I'm really proud of you for not crying. Thank God that I didn't cry either, because I wouldn't have stopped crying. <laughs> oh my God! Like it's it's just rough, man. It's it's really rough. But I feel like uh, childhood trauma molds us into the people we are. Yeah, makes us stronger. As much as we don't feel the effects at the time when we yeah. were kids, when you grow up, you you're a little bit stronger and yeah. you're a little bit harder to push over. You know what you like, what you don't like, what's toxic for you, what mm-hmm. environments you can't be in, what you're not gonna associate yourself with because you this is familiar. Yeah. You know, you're like, oh, I know what this is. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be in this circle because yeah. I've already been there. So, I'm not saying it's a good thing. It's definitely not a good thing to be for traumatized, you know, and go through all these things. Yeah. But, but it toughens you up, man. It makes us better mothers. Yeah. It makes us better people. It kind of gives us a ooh. Kind of gives us a I want to do this as a mom. I don't want to do this as a mom. Yeah. Um. So I feel like our kids will be better. No, definitely. It's it stops here. It, no, it stopped there. <laughs> like it's, it's been stopped. <laughs> our kids will be better. Yeah. And thank you so much for having me on thank your show you. as your first guest. Oh my god. I'm no, but thank you for honored. saying yes. Thank you for um, coming through. Follow me on Instagram. Let me just do a quick little self promo <laughs> here. Um, follow me on Instagram at the Saint. Um, recently got hacked, so please do uh, give this video a like because we did talk about a lot, and I feel like it's a weird late. Leave a comment. Um, yeah, subscribe to my YouTube channel. It's in my bio. <laughs> but. <laughs> Thank you. No, honestly, thank you. Thank Yay. you for coming. It was fun. It was actually really fun. I would love to be back here. Love to do more challenges. Yes. We will be back. Yes. But like